Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. This is Jared Jewett. And this week, we're going to talk about video. Oh, what about video? Well, first off, I recognize that you're listening to this and you're not watching me. So what I want you to do at the end of this program is do as I say and not as I do. Oh, absolutely. That's a wonderful point, right? I know we always talk about all the different sorts of media you should create. We talk an awful lot about what to write about, but video can be an awesome way to supplement your strategy. And so what we want to do this week is really talk about some basics and help you realize that video doesn't have to be scary, it doesn't have to be terribly expensive, but it is something that you probably should be considering. A video can really, really help your, your visibility and your brand awareness. It, it can go really, really far in, uh, in putting you out there in front of your audience. So how does it do that? Uh, there's all sorts of ways. So I know we always talk about things like SEO, and good video strategy actually has decent SEO and search behind it. Okay, so if I do create video and I want to take advantage of some of the search benefits, what are some things that I could do with my video? Sure. So if you're uploading a video to someplace nice and easy like YouTube, uh, which is, by the way, the world's number two largest search engine, um, there are all sorts of wonderful things you can do to make sure that video gets seen. Um, a lot of the same principles apply that apply uh, when we're talking about Google search. Um, you can tag your YouTube video. Uh, you can put it in different categories. You can even add you know, nice little keywords to your descriptions of your videos to help you uh, get found on that network. And if you put your video on YouTube, and I know we're kind of starting with the end in mind and talking about how to distribute it, we're going to come back to talking a little bit how to produce good video, but if you've got video, because lots of us have over the years acquired different video assets that kind of are gathering dust somewhere, you want to put it on YouTube, but don't stop there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, they also need to be on your website. So YouTube's a great place to kind of host these videos because they do take up a lot of bandwidth. Um, they're huge uh, most of the time. You can get them small, but they're usually going to be very large. So just hosting it on YouTube and linking to it from your website is a great way to, to share that media. Either linking from it or embedding it. Yeah. So one of the things that that does is if somebody comes to your website, they're going to see the video and they think the video is on your website. But if you really look at how the whole web works, the video is actually being hosted and it's being played on the YouTube server, not your server. And that's where that bandwidth issue really comes in. Um, but you can do more than just putting it on your website. You can embed it in a Facebook post. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, on tons of different social media. Um, I know Facebook has now moved to this kind of autoplay feature, which isn't necessarily the nicest thing for user experience. But I mean, if you want to guarantee that your video will get seen by some people hanging out on social, uh, definitely put it on Facebook. Well, and there are different ways you can upload the video to Facebook, and that's when you run into that autoplay mm -hmm. issue. Or you can simply embed the YouTube link, and then it's like more of a... A photo and the visitor has the option of clicking to play. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would really recommend embedding from YouTube. Yeah. Uh, also, um, if you're using email tools like Constant Contact, 
you can now embed video in your email. I know we've also talked a lot about making sure we have those focused messages uh, for our groups. So if you have a video that only applies to maybe one of your lists, email is a wonderful place to host that video. Absolutely, and it really lets you talk to just one community, which kind of now brings us sort of full circle and back to what do you put in a video? You can put all sorts of stuff in your video. The same strategies that apply to, uh, to kind of your text media can apply to video. So the things that people are searching for, the blogs that they're reading on your site, what they're talking to you about on social media, all that sort of information can be turned into video. And I think as you're thinking about your video, you really want to think about tiny little bites of information. 30 seconds, 60 seconds is really the attention span of the average user for marketing content. So really pick one idea and there's your video. Especially if it's, you know, a 30 second how to install this, how to fix this, how to make sure, you know, products X, Y, and Z are working right. In 30 seconds, people eat that up. Well, and I would say there's a difference between marketing messages and how-to messages. Mm -hmm. Marketing messages, you got to get to the point and get in and out quickly. Yeah. If I want to know how to do something, I don't want you to dawdle and waste a lot of time, but if every step that you're showing me is good and it's something I have to do, I as a, uh, as a viewer, I'll stay with you longer. Yeah. Um, I get really frustrated when I go to YouTube and I do watch a how-to video and they spend the first 30 or 60 seconds sort of blathering around and not getting to the point. Absolutely. And that, that and if you're doing that as your brand, you're not really helping sell your, your authority on the topic. Um, but if your videos really are useful and helpful and you can really break that 60-second rule because everything you've got in your video is extremely relevant, um, there is no better way to build your authority. But on a how-to video, I would suggest, one strategy that I would really suggest is make the case for the video in a blog post. If you want to know how to do X, Y, and Z, watch this post. And then when the, when the video starts rolling, don't spend any time telling me, hi, this is a video about this and this, and if you've wondered about this, we're going to show you, no. You've already made that case in the blog post. Get right to the point. Step number one, boom. And you're going to find that your how-to videos are going to score much higher because people come for the information, not the setup. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that you can take advantage of kind of that mixed media approach is great. I mean, it will help, like what we talked about a second ago, in search, just to have all those awesome words hanging out around a video. It, it helps, you know, the, the inhuman robots figure out what the heck the video is about. And that's, it's not a game. This is very simply how people find the content that you're putting out there and taking the time to create descriptions and write keywords and, and little clues that help anyone figure out, is this something I want to spend time looking at? Okay, so you've got your kind of your first rule book in your head. You're thinking 30 seconds, 60 seconds, a little bit longer if it's a training kind of video. How do you shoot it? Yeah, this is really that, that sticky question, right? So you need to figure out, I mean, if you have no budget at all, that's okay. Do you have an iPhone in your pocket? Because let me tell you, that iPhone shoots uh, 
very high quality video. Um, and, and it's okay to take it out, to press the record button, and just go to town, get some footage uh, around uh, the things you want to talk about. Now, I would suggest if you're going to do that, get a tripod mm -hmm. or balance that phone on something so you don't get yeah. the um, shaky cam because that makes me nauseous. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you're very good and I can point a camera at you and say start and you can start talking and then stop and no editing is required, bonus. Yeah. Set it up, put it up on YouTube, and off you go. But if you need a little bit of odd editing, you have kind of two approaches. One is you can do Candidio. Yeah, Candidio, um, there's some, they're a group of guys out of Indianapolis uh, who have been doing video for maybe five or six years. Way more, Way than, more that. than that, right? Um, but really offering this, this really cool go-to, uh, what we would call kind of a turnkey product for video editing. So you can send them your raw footage with some notes about what you want, and their team will actually turn that information into a polished video for you. And they will do titles, they'll add music, they'll add still photographs, and really, the finished product is, is pretty professional looking. Now, the deal with Candidio is they don't want to be reinventing the wheel $100 at a pop. It's a business model, and I get that. So you pay a subscription, and if you're going to do multiple videos over the course of a year, your monthly subscription covers your base fee, and then there's a small editing fee. So you can produce one video a month for under $300 if you really think about what you want to do and give them good notes. And that's extremely reasonable. And the, the interface is so easy to use. You say, hey, I've got this, you know, like we were talking about, I've got this iPhone footage. I want it to look like this. Hey, guys, can you please do this? And within a few days, they're right back to you. It's, but that is also, for some people, $300 a month because you do have to make that commitment. Mm -hmm. So you are committing to a year. And maybe you only have one video. In that instance, you're going to want to look at a couple of things. Either there is some inexpensive video editing software, and the titles change all the time. But if you search, honestly, if you search on YouTube for inexpensive video software or um, search on uh, Google for that, you'll get a pretty good list, and you can pick one or two and start playing with it. I even think the Adobe Suite now has video editing software. Um, I always find it's not nearly as easy as they say it's going to be. Yeah, not even close. You, if you want to do a decent job, you'll have to take the time to teach yourself. Uh, there are great guides out there, and all, all the software does come with pretty decent how-tos, um, and even some of the native software. I mean, I, I feel weird saying it, but even, you know, like Windows Movie Maker can't make movies. Um, they're, they're not going to be great, but, but if you're really looking to keep your costs down, uh, learn how to use them. The other, uh, the other alternative, somewhere in between downloading software and do it yourself or working with a company like Candidio, is get a hold of the local university or local um, uh, community schools that have video production departments. These students are always looking for a chance to build their portfolio and try out some of the new tools that they've, they've got. And usually for under $100, yeah, very often the students will do it at no cost if they can get your 
permission to use it in their portfolio, but usually for under $100, you're going to get something that is decent. Yeah, and, and, the, and these kids really do know their stuff. I mean, I, I went to school for communications, and you know, all my classmates were taking on project after project just to get the experience, just to practice with the tools. And you can definitely find uh, kids willing, willing to work with you. Oh, and another way to approach it is um, reach out to a couple of the professors, and they will send you their best students. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways that you can go about uh, getting high-end video or moderate video. And there's also some things that you can do with still images. Um, even something as simple as Animoto, where you take a half a dozen photos. It's an iPhone app. You pull half a dozen pictures from your phone, lay a little bit of music in, and boom, you've got something you can embed. The other thing is there are screen captures that you can run during a conference call using GoToMeeting or any meeting. You can record the entire presentation. And now you've got a little bit long, but you've got a good training class that also has a place in your video mix. Yeah, and there are plenty of, of free screen cap tools like that. Um, just do again, do a Google search, you'll find them. Do a YouTube search, you'll find some of the uh, best examples there um, and some really decent walkthroughs. Um, and if, I, if you're frustrated because I'm saying do the Google search instead of giving you that long list, confession, we're not a video shop. And we are towing in the water in this whole process. Um, we've had really good luck working with Candidio. And so I am less inclined to edit it myself. But if you've got a favorite suggestion, a product that you really like, I hope you'll share it in the blog post attached to today's conversation. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.